SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hour number two of our two-hour extravaganza. Yours truly, Scott Wetzel, sitting in on this Thursday, June 10th, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time, as we always do, right across uh, your radio affiliate and uh, Sirius XM Channel 204. We got some NBA. We got some NHL. We got some baseball, little football, college football, disturbing news for sure. And, uh, you know, we have a little saying here on uh, Opposite Picture. Don't let facts get in the way of a good little rant. Uh, we have to put that back into play in baseball so a lot to get to over the next hour maybe some phone calls as well 844-843-6879 we'll start in the nba where it was no contest phoenix blows out denver 123-98 as the suns take a two nothing series lead uh they led by 10 at the half they led by 19 after three it was a 20 point game most of the second half it wasn't competitive denver waved the white flag mike malone their head coach ripped the club afterwards as he's done a couple of times now this postseason i don't get it saying this team quit so down to zip denver goes back home still pretty good i think better than the opportunity better uh opportunity for the nugget fan uh, you can get them at six to one to win this series we saw the islanders rally from two one down to beat the bruins uh in the series getting four to one odds it's kind of a similar plight here you know team hasn't lost on the road Kind of like Las Vegas against Colorado. This is one of those ideal situations. I think this is a pretty even matchup, even if you think Phoenix is going to win. I think it's still a pretty even matchup. I, I don't see Denver getting swept. Uh, there's no reason why the Nuggets at home can't win both games three and four and even a series and make a series of it again. So I, I think getting six to one with them right now is actually a halfway decent play right now. NBA, I, you know, I, I don't know. Anybody home? They announced that uh, Rudy Gobert was the Defensive Player of the Year award winner yesterday. Fourth player to be named uh, Defensive Player of the Year at least three times. Uh, wins in a landslide. Gets 84 of the 100 first place votes. So what's the problem, Scott? Well, the MVP was awarded on Tuesday. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Seems to me that the MVP is more important than the Defensive Player of the Year, right? Yeah. Well, then why would the Defensive Player of the Year be awarded after the MVP, wouldn't the MVP be the coup de grace of all your awards? You know, you get the coach of the year, you get the rookie of the year, you get the sixth man of the year. Then you have the defensive player of the year. If you want to go in that order, then you have the MVP MVP award, right? Announcement. But the NBA, you know, the old cart before the horse, it's like, well, who cares about the defensive player of the year when you're already announced who the MVP is? The MVP should have been last, not the defensive player of the year. Who cares? Nobody plays any defense. These teams can't even spell defense. Never mind play it. That's just dopey having them announce that after the MVP. Who's thinking? Who's doing the thinking in the NBA? What do you got? 12, you know, I won't even say 12th graders. What do you got? 12 year olds, you know, figuring out the marketing of the NBA? Uh, David Stern's got to be rolling over in his grave. How uh, dumb is that? 
Uh, Islanders uh, beat the Bruins last night 6-2. to two. They win the series in six. Islanders now 13-1 and one when leading in a series three games to two. They win that game six 13 out of the last 14 times. Here's another little goofy one I heard last night. Islanders and Bruins were tied at one after one. Islanders have won eight games now, right? They played 12. They haven't led after one in any of their 12 playoff games. They haven't trailed, but they haven't won, haven't been leading after one in any of them. And yet, you know, here they are heading to the Eastern Conference Finals. Amazing. You got a rematch of uh, New York and Tampa Bay, uh, last year's Eastern Conference Finals, which the uh, Buccaneers slash Rays slash Devil Dogs slash Lightning won in six games en route to their Stanley Cup championship. So the Tampa Bay reign, uh, you know, winning in hockey, winning in football, going to the World Series in baseball. I tell you, it's off to a pretty good start to keep that thing rolling. Tampa Bay now in the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, the Devil Dogs in first place in the American League East. And obviously, you know, Tampa Bay with football with Tom, Tom Brady getting all uh, geared up again. So, uh, you know, this might be a two-year thing for Tampa Bay, not just a one-year thing. Tampa Bay, the sports capital of the world, the Tampa Bay area. They can't buy a fan. Nobody goes to their games. No one gives a rat's behind about the lightning in the NHL community, and yet they're the kingpins. Oh, uh, that's funny. So our black cloud on the Bruins, we got the, you know what? I, I didn't, I ended up not putting the black cloud. I mean, I gave you the black cloud, but I didn't put the real black cloud. I couldn't do it. I just, uh, I, you know, as a Bruins fan, if it was a game seven, and this is what cost me is the Islanders end up winning. You know, uh, if it was a game seven, then I would have put the real Wetzel black cloud on them. But, this dopey team, I, I I relied on them to win one game, and and I just couldn't. So, but we did put them in our six club parlay, which is the main thing. So, and we put them in both, which is the double main thing. So, right now, six club parlay number thirty seven, we're four and zero. Oh. Six club parlay number thirty eight, we're four and zero. Oh. So we need two more before we can cash out. We did try with the White Sox in a, in a parlay number 39. That was a loser. So we're now 3-34 and 34 with our six-club parlays, which I know that doesn't sound good, but, you know, when you win 4000 basically, and every time you win, that's okay. We're still up $2,242. We need two more. Where are we going to go? You know, I'm not sure, but we'll find out. When we come back, opposite picks on a Thursday morning, Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM 204. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. And that one's lined to center field, base hit, low around third. Here comes the throw, offline. Nate Lowe scores from second on Brock Holt's base hit to center field. And the Rangers salvage an extra innings win today. 
You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Yeah, Rangers Radio Network there with the call as uh, Texas did get a rare, rare win. It was, I think it was 12 of 13. Our opposite picks, we did play uh, that game in our opposite picks. Oh, by the way, as we gave out Texas, uh, they had lost 12 of 13 going into that contest while the Giants had won 10 of 13. I tell you, baseball's tough. I've, I've said this before. I, I challenge anybody, anybody out there that tells me, you give me seven days of winners in baseball, and I'll give you an opposite picks hoodie. Go to the website, hit the merchandise button, check them out. Baseball's impossible. It, it, it just is, and that's one of the games. You have a team that uh, you know has lost 12 of 13 in Texas, take it on a team that's won 10 of 13, and the game is pick them. So, you know, what, what bird brand is actually betting Texas? Now, I did like that because of Kyle Gibson on the hill, but I generally don't allow starting pitchers to dictate who I like. But that was one rare situation. And uh, and San Fran did win. But the White Sox were another team last night that we liked, right? White Sox were at home, 7-1 and one Lance Lynn starting for Chicago. He's allowed two runs or less in his last six starts, including four games in which he's left after throwing shutout baseball. You got a rookie on the hill for Toronto who got lit up by the Marlins his last time out. I mean, the White Sox are at home. They're in first place, and Toronto wins 6-2. to two. I mean, how could you go into that game saying that you like Toronto? You can't. I mean, you just can't. I, I, it, maybe if Lynn wasn't on the hill, perhaps. Maybe if uh, this guy Manoa wasn't on the hill, perhaps. But he was, and he was. And the line was only minus 140 yesterday morning. It, it went up a little bit, but it was still only minus a respectable 140. Baseball's impossible. It, it's it's impossible. It, it just, I don't care what anybody says. Like I said, I challenge you. You want to prove me wrong? Go ahead. Prove me wrong. Give me, give me seven days of winners. Three, four picks at least each night. And uh, you give me a winning record at the end of the year. Not just game-wise, but money-wise. Good luck. Not happening. So yesterday, our opposite picks. How'd we do? Uh, we had uh, opposite pick-wise. Phoenix minus six. That was a winner as our Nuggets got blown out. Nice effort there, Denver. Uh, we had the. I did love the over in the Bruins-Islanders game. I knew that was going to hit. And so the opposite was the under. So that was a loser. Four to two. Or six to two, rather. Uh, had Arizona against Oakland. That was a loser. Knew that. Had San Fran against Texas. That was a loser. Yeah, real picks did very well yesterday. And we had Toronto plus one twenty as a uh, as a winner. So what did we go one and zero. Oh, San Fran was a loser. Hold on, I wrote down win. One and zero. Oh, one and one. One and two. One and three. Two and three. And two and three. All right. Not not too, too bad with one of those uh, losses being a plus 120 to kind of cover the big. So Wednesday, two and three. We'll scroll all the way back up. And that puts us now at 292 up and 267 down. So 25 games still over 500. Not bad. Uh, we'll do our opposite picks as we always do in about a half hour or so. Uh, our uh, six club parlay. All right, so we're four and zero on both that we have alive. Where are we going today? Well, we're throwing out all the props, so we're not. We're gonna I promise people I wouldn't put props in there. 
<laughs> too many people say that they can't put props in there. So okay, I'm not in. I'm you know I'm am in love with one, but not in really another. Uh, to explain that, I mean I love Brooklyn. You know that, right? But I almost love them too too much. Almost like it's 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 kind of like that whole series with, with those lines. It's just you know, you're giving me Brooklyn and FanDuel's down to three now, but still, it's like I almost love that just way too much. That something's telling me that's that that's too easy. Uh, something screwball is going to happen, so I'm not going to put the Nets in there. We'll put the Nets as uh, playing only you know our uh, our NBA play of the night, but we're not going to put them in a six club parlay. We're not going to do that. We are going to put the Dodgers. Dodgers play Pittsburgh. Now, it's getaway day. I'm not a big fan of getaway day games. I'm not, but you got uh, some guy, uh, Keller, on the hill for the Pirates. Never heard of him. Let me see what his record is. Pirates are uh, – or the Dodgers are minus 225, so you got to lay a hefty number. But – and he only won by one run last night. It was a two-to-one. But are they going to lose to the Pittsburgh Pirates? They're going for the three-game series sweep. I don't think so. Uh, Mitch Keller with a 6.65 ERAs on the hill for the Dodgers or for the uh, Pirates. Now it's getaway day, day after night, which means you're going to get some regular Dodgers that, um, you know, won't be playing today. I know that going in this guy, Mitch Keller, he might as well be Max Keller. He allowed two runs and two innings in his last start for whatever reason, only went two innings. He did throw uh, four hits to shut out baseball against Colorado, his previous start, but that's Colorado. Got lit up for five runs against the Braves, seven runs against the Reds, uh, two runs against the Giants. He's actually pitched halfway decent in June and May. His May starts, first one shutout ball against the Padres in five and two-third innings, two hits. That's actually pretty good. Then he gets lit up for seven runs against the Reds. Comes back and throws two runs over five innings against the Giants. That's not too bad. Five runs against the Braves. Shutout ball against Colorado. And then two runs and two innings against Miami. So his ERA is six and a half. It sounds worse than what his, his log is, I will say. But he's three. And six, but it's the Pirates. It, it, it's the Pirates. I got Urias on the hill for the, uh, the Dodgers. I only have to lay uh, minus two twenty-five, so we're going to put the Dodgers in one of our. Uh, our first, we'll put that in the uh, number thirty-seven, minus two twenty-five versus Pittsburgh. Number thirty-eight. I don't know if I really like anything else. Like I said, there's something about that Brooklyn game that just just stinks. It just I just I don't like it. Brewers Reds no. Braves Phillies no. Mariners Tigers forget about it. Giants, Nationals, Scherzer on the hill. Nah. Rockies, Marlins. Well, we could go there, but the Rocks did win last night, so that breaks that little streak of uh, you know them not being able to win on the road. So I, I, that's part of our opposite picks, but I'm not going to go there. You got Granky and the Astros against the Red Sox, but I can't do that. White Sox, Toronto. Yin Ryu's on the hill for uh, the Blue Jays. He's a lefty. And you know the White Sox numbers against uh, the lefties is phenomenal, but eh, I don't got faith in Dallas Keuchel when the White Sox lost last night. 
Could go with the Stankies against the Twins, but we got Michael King on the hill. He sucks. Remember, he got lit up by the Red Sox for the uh, against the Red Sox last time out. So we can't go there. And, uh, you know, Oakland against Kansas City. Maybe the A's minus 153. Frankie Montas, Mike Miner, eh. NHL, eh. Las Vegas, Colorado should be a great game, but uh, not enough to trust it. You know, I, I don't. Uh, I don't. You know, I don't think there's really another one. I, I think uh, just just the one, just the Dodgers in the first one. Clippers, Jazz. You want to go back on the Jazz? I do like them. I'm not in love in love with that pick, uh, but I do like them. And the Nets, I'm getting a little gun-shy on the Nets here for some reason. I do like the over in that one. Uh, I think we're going to hold off. I think we're just going to play the Dodgers in parlay number 37. And for some reason, I don't get, I'm not getting a good vibe. Maybe it's the Bruins losing yesterday. My mind is off track. But I think we're just going to we'll put the Dodgers in parlay number 37, and we'll hold them up on, on 38. So, All right, opposite picks. Reality check for a baseball player next. To be honest, we should come with a warning label. Caution. 24-hour sports talk. May cause mild addiction. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Opposite picks on a Thursday morning, 25 past the hour. Yours truly sitting in, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time. we got our opposite picks segment coming up here in about 15 minutes. We'll do our uh, pyramid plays as well as we always do afterwards. And we'll take a look at the baseball scoreboard and see what else is going on. Did mention earlier about the French Open. We'll get back into that as well. And a couple little tidbits here. Let me spend some time on one. Uh, we did mention before that the uh, a former teammate of Sean Watson says that Watson wants to play for the Denver Broncos. I, you know what? Uh, he, he can want all he wants. I don't think the Broncos would trade for him. Although, if you were going to trade for him, that would be the time, right? Trade low. But I, I don't think Houston wants him. I don't think anybody in the NFL wants him. Who knows when he's going to find out if he's going to get suspended or not. But I'm assuming it's going to be uh, after the uh, feds and all the other people. I wouldn't say feds, but all the other, you know, the police uh, do their investigation. So that, that has got a long ways to go. And that's just an obvious situation. Um, nobody wants him. Tom Brady said he knew he would need uh, he needed knee surgery early last year. Still threw for 4,600 yards, wins a Super Bowl, 40 touchdowns, playing on a bum knee. Wow. Uh, Callie Brownson, see the story yesterday? Brown's chief of staff charged with operating vehicle impaired, i.e. DWI. 31 years old, driving 55 into 35. Her blood alcohol limit was nearly was double the Ohio legal limits. Uh, Brownson made history last year as the first woman to coach an NFL position group during a regular season NFL game. 
she made history this year, becoming the first female NFL position coach to get arrested for DWI. Unrelated story. Have you seen my new opposite pick aprons I have? Very nice on the website. Very nice. Mets Pete Alonzo. Conspiracy theory. You know, we have a saying here at Opposite Picks. Don't let the... It's a joke, people. Uh, don't let the facts get in the way of a good little rant. Pete, yesterday, did you hear this? You know, all this stuff now about the baseball and markings on the ball and using the stick basically, to be able to grip the ball, and that's what's causing the spin rate. How do they... Do they? How do they figure out the spin rate? By the way, you know I'm no genius. I I still haven't figured out what war. I know what it represents, but how they figure it out, I don't know. But how do they slow the ball down and count how many times it's spinning? Do they have a computer that can figure out how many times the ball spins in a second? Is that is that how they figure out the spin rate? Do they just make it up? Like I think they make up a lot of these things. I mean. So his spin rate is down. Oh, the geeks are just taking over baseball. I can't bring up aprons without getting in trouble. And yet we have geeks that are telling us spin rates on balls. Good gravy. What's the world coming to? So that's been the theory on why we don't have hits anymore. And we don't have runs because the spin rate is up because the pitchers get to grip the ball because they're all cheating. Mets Pete Alonzo says, no, 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 no. That's not it. And I'm, you know me, I'm good in for a good conspiracy. He says that the league is either juicing or deading the ball, depending on who's going to be a pending free agent that year. He says in 2019, this is almost comical, it really is, and I love conspiracies, but he says in 2019 the ball was juiced in order to have bad years out of free agent pitchers like Garrett Cole, Steven Strasburg, Zach Wheeler, Madison Bumgartner, and, and Ryu, because they don't want those guys making a lot of money in the offseason. So baseball is in a conspiracy with the owners. He says this year, though, with pending free agents like Corey Seager, Carlos Correa, Trevor Story, Freddie Freeman, Chris Bryant, They're trying to have these guys have bad years. This way they don't get monster contracts. So I said, all right, you know, listen, again, I'm I'm all for conspiracies, and you want to throw that at me? You know, every time I say something goofy, it just makes me more credible whenever I have a real player saying this stuff. So why don't we just check it out? Let's do a little fact check, shall we? You know, kind of like an Andrew Cuomo press conference. Let's see, Garrett Cole that year. In the offseason, he gets a nine-year, $324 million contract from the Stankies. So good old Garrett Cole, in his cheating ways, gets only $36 million a year. Boy, yeah, he really suffered there, repeat. Steven Strasburg resigns with the Nationals. Seven years, $245 million. Yeah, a guy that can't go an entire season healthy gets only $35 million a year for seven years. Yeah, he he really suffered there, Pete. Zach Wheeler, five years, $118 million, only $23.5 million a year for a pitcher who never had an ERA under three despite pitching in the National League and never had more than 12 wins in any one season. 
But yeah, 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 Zach Wheeler, he really struggled getting only $23.5 million. Madison Bumgarner, five years, a seemingly respectable $85 million. Really? $17 million a year for a 30-year-old pitcher whose better days were way behind him. There was a reason why San Fran let him go. Rayu, that's actually not too bad. He had a four-year, $80 million deal from uh, the Twinkies, or from uh, the, for the Blue Jays. That's actually pretty darn good, $20 million a year. However, <clears throat> in that year in which they were supposed to be you know, making balls fly out of the ballpark, he went 14-5 and five his last year with the Dodgers with a 2.32 ERA in that run-inflated year. This year, Chris Bryant, one of the guys he mentioned that they're deflating the balls because they don't want Bryant to have a good year. <clears throat> Chris Bryant batting 307 with 13 home runs. That is the highest batting average Chris Bryant has ever had in his seven-year career, 307. Yeah, he's really struggling this year because of the uh, deadened balls. Carlos Correa, 288 with 11 home runs. Doesn't sound great? Well, that 288, second highest batting average Correa has ever had. And he's on pace for a career-best 40 home runs. He's never had 25 before, and he's on pace for 40. The other guys, Seager and, and Trevor Story, they've been hurt. So I guess that's the baseball's fault, though. You know, the deading of the baseball made those guys get hurt. Bryant, Correa, I don't know. You know, uh, is it deadening baseball or is it maybe Royce? Maybe, maybe, maybe these guys are just doing a little something extra, a little extra work. Maybe, maybe staying in the gym a little bit longer. Maybe that's why Bryant's hitting a career best and Correa's hitting a second highest career best and he's on pace for a career best home run. Uh, number. What a joke. Again, <clears throat> don't let facts get in the way of a good rant there, uh, um, Pete. You, you want to ramble on about how uh, baseballs are down and baseballs are up based on free agents? Knock yourself out. I, I'm all for it, but <laughs> the facts say otherwise, brother. Not even close. Not we can get into it a little more after our opposite picks. I know we're going to take a break here, but the adopted or one of the adopted sons of former Michigan head coach Bo Schembechler, uh said his father knew that the former team doctor was uh, sexually abusing players and did nothing about it. Wow. Uh, you can believe who you want. Another son says no way, but apparently the mother got involved and everything else. And, and uh, Bo made sure that the guy didn't get fired. They were going to fire him, according to the story. Now, everyone sadly is dead, uh, so we can't verify this. But, uh, boy, what a, what a sad story that is. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 